And we're back. We're back with another episode of It's Probably Fine. Probably fine. Welcome. We're in a different seating arrangement and I feel weird. Rachel's staring at been me. bitching left and right. I like my zen. I like my feng shui. Well, get a new couch so I my neck doesn't to. snap off. Trust me. We can have a different conversation. Let's murder Derek with his insurance money. <laughs> Because I've been bitching about this couch for two years. It's probably been on six podcasts. Put some murder snails in his CPAP. Ah, murder snails, CPAP. <laughs> New band name. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been a couple weeks, you guys, and yeah. we might be a little rusty. We took a week off for the the holidays. The holidays, um, yes. So, yeah, we took we took that week off, and we were going to try to squeeze out a mini episode, and Derek was like, Bleh. <laughs> And so we just took a fucking week right. off. We were so thank you, you for letting notice. us. Oh, yeah. That too. But this will be out as a normal Monday. Yes. You can uh, look forward to your regularly scheduled listening. Yeah. From this point forward. And uh, always, I'm going to fuck it up. You can do it. Follow us on Instagram at probablyfinepod. Email us at probablyfinepod at gmail.com and follow us on TikTok. No, it's a Twitter. <laughs> we don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Twitter yet. I don't have enough ideas. I don't know. But uh, uh, TikTok, probably fine. Pod. Yeah, baby. Yeah. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's yes. the important thing, apparently. Still subscribe. don't know why. but Subscribe also. Uh, yeah. I feel like the reviews apples. are more important, though. Yeah. If you're going to do <laughs> anything, rate and review. Yes. We'd also love if you subscribed, because that helps us, too. Yes. Oh, right. Well, she said the email, but you said it. God, Derek, you did, could you just not? Can you just let, listen to me? <laughs> I feel like we did a good job. We gave you cookie, gave you cookie. You cookie got you cookie. Get the fuck out of here with that foot. I'm Derek serious. won't stop jiggling That's his actually, leg. I'm getting irritated. Okay. I'm about to give you a muscle tranquilizer. <laughs> I know. Is that I, what those are called? Muscle relaxer. <laughs> horse tranquilizer. Horse, beaver tranquilizer. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> So, anywho, I feel like this is the first podcast I've ever recorded. I, I know. don't even know where to begin. We got through the coronavirus. We didn't get through the holidays uh, with the mean? podcast. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Don't worry. Was... Push through with the coronavirus. <laughs> but Christmas, was... Christmas fucked it all up. It took, it took us out. Okay, well, why don't we just talk about our holiday then yeah. real quick. We have, to, we have to address the trash. Yeah. But just... we'll, can we oh. do that first? Yeah, trash okay. first. <sighs> Everyone has been wondering why. No, no one has asked. I, my <laughs> Everyone's been emailing us. Uh, I was just going to try to pretend like. She was just trying to let it drop off the face of the earth. I was, was trying like, to let it fizzle. Trash? But we have not mailed out our trash to the five. Is it five people that have reviewed for us on Apple yes. uh, Podcasts? Because I gathered all of our things. I have all of the trash that we want to send. And then I realized I don't know how the post office works. <laughs> Do I just carry all of my trash into the post office and parcel it up there? Oh God! Do I judgment. go? Do I go to the post office and buy boxes equipment to, and, and then, then bring it back? home and then parcel everything up and then bring What's them the back? What's the cheapest way to do this? And, and most also, efficient? I don't want to pay money to do this. <laughs> no offense, you guys. We haven't made a single red cent on this. <laughs> so, um, still ironing out the logistics and also one of the trash items was a two pack of oreos that i ate on the ride home <laughs> what did, what i ate the oreos both of them i thought you got, no you grabbed a different pack of something else nope i ate both packs of oreos <laughs> and the pack of uh 
was it mini cookies that you gave me? Uh, Muddy Buddies. This is the Muddy Buddies. Yeah. So sorry. Have you been watering the succulent? Nope. Okay. But <laughs> so it really will be trash. <laughs> <laughs> it will be shriveled up trash. Dead plant. <laughs> they don't need that much. It's only been two weeks. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll water it when I get home. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's the update on that. How was, your, how was your holiday? You know, it was all right. It was very chill. Um, but so uh, in so Christmas last year, we got a we all got some type of norovirus stomach bug, and we call it Shitmas 2019. <laughs> so we had the one year anniversary of Shitmas 2019, where can you give a really brief rundown of, of Shitmas 2019? Because they don't know what. So Shipmas 2019 is where my son, so we got a, uh, alert from our daycare that said, Hey, four kids went home throwing up and having diarrhea. <laughs> and I was like, taking time bomb. We're starting the clock. He, if there's a bug that goes through that place, he fucking gets it mm-hmm. every fucking time. So I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. Yep. Leo throws up on me at like four in the morning. He was sick. Like it was like the week before Christmas. He was just fucking just a million degrees throwing up. We changed Did his he have diaper. Diarrhea too. Yeah, we changed his diaper like every three minutes. We went through so many fucking diapers because he would just like little splatter paint in it. <laughs> <laughs> like it was so bad, and it would just leak out of him. And I was like, "We're spending so much on fucking diapers, man." I can't you I'm just not turn him inside out. <laughs> and it got to the point where his little butt was raw, and we were just like hosing him off because it was so bad. Whatever. So then. So then who was next? You were next. So then I was next. I was pregnant. So I couldn't tell if it was stomach virus or first trimester pregnancy. But I went to Brooke's house for her, for Nick's (laughs) birthday. And I ate a shit ton of Pischetti's. And then um, immediately felt like I had to throw up upstairs, which I still was like, might be pregnancy, might be stomach flu. But I was like, I'm going to leave. No, hang on. But first you went outside, didn't you? No, that was New Year's. Okay. That's when I barfed at New Year's. That was a week later. That was a week later. <laughs> um, but so then I, on the way home, I shit my pants. <laughs> it leaked out of me on the way home, so I went to take a shower once I got home, <laughs> and I barfed in the shower <laughs> like a small child. Like, I could not. It was just zero to 60, and I barfed Pischetti's <laughs> all over my shower, and I just was yelling to Derek for... Uh, for paper towels and whatever. And I'm like, bar, I mean, it's coming out of my nose, my mouth, just whole noodles. But so then after I got out, I was like, man, I am so congested from the, the barfing. I'm like, <laughs> it's just my, my sinuses feel so. So I blew my nose and like a half of a noodle came out. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I took a picture of it. I will put it, well, you can put it on Instagram if we want yeah. to. No one wants to see that. No, everyone wants to see that. I, birthed half a noodle out of my nose and I looked at it and I was like well that's new that's a new one for me so that and it started and I was like no Derek I have the stomach bug I have something going on and so then I spent the next 12 so that was at nighttime so that was like probably eight or nine o'clock or whatever time I had to dip and then I got into bed my bathroom is about 10 steps from my bedroom and I barely made it each time to either shit or throw up and it was so much like I couldn't even keep water down if I drank three sips of water I threw it up immediately 
to where I had to throw up can next to me because it was just thrown up Gatorade I'm sorry, and I water. Throw up can? Yeah, no, I had like a throw up like trash can. Type oh, thing. I thought you meant like a soda can. I'm no, like, I feel like there's better options. <laughs> that's way too small of a funnel. Can no. you talk about Derek's and turn, then, please? And then Derek goes, so I'm sick the next day. I'm like, I'm feeling better. The butthole has been closed up for like at least two hours. I'm like, this uh, just looking up for me. Mm-hmm. And Derek sits there and he goes, you know what? I never really get stomach bugs. <laughs> And I looked at him like, are you fucking dumb? What did you just speak into an existence? I said, I mean, you're going to get this. I really just don't get them. I just don't. Like people get them around me, but I just, I, I can't tell you the last time I've had a stomach bug. And I was like, I'm going to tell you the next time you're going to have a stomach bug and it's going to be right now. And so bitch got the stomach bug, almost damn near killed him. Can we please post the footage of Derek scream puking into the toilet? And me laughing yes. because I was delirious can because no your, one was sleeping. Can you do an impression of it? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Hold on. I'm just going to pause it for right now and try to find the audio. <laughs> Yeah, don't play the audio on the podcast though. No, no, we're gonna post it. That that impression was way better than what you're gonna okay. play, and we'll put. So if you want to see uh, the the Snapchat audio of it's... Derek scream puking into the toilet, we will post it on our Instagram. And that was about two days before Christmas, I think. Mm-hmm. And we were all <laughs> sick, and then we all felt better. And I was like, let's go to our family events. Stupid. And then other people got the, the stomach bug. So I think Oops. I think I'm gonna clip that audio and make it my ringtone for when Derek <laughs> when calls. Derek calls. <laughs> it's because <laughs> before, honestly, before this scenario, I was like, guys, Derek is such a polite puker. <laughs> I remember I would like almost like treasure it. I was like, oh, he that's just right. He'll like sometimes he'll puke, and I won't even actually know that he puked. Like there was one time he had like food poisoning or some some other type of little thing where he puked like two or three times and he was good, and he was like, <laughs> and it was it was behind closed doors and I was like he came out and he'd be like I puked and I was like, excuse sure? me, I like cough up a demon every time I oh, puke. Oh my gosh, yeah, same. It's yeah, you're you're fucking loud. Do <laughs> mine, do mine. <coughs> it's like a cough. No, I can't do it. No, it goes. I think it's like. <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> it's like the 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 uh the heave is audible the entirety of it <laughs> that's <laughs> i know <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> you know how like when you're waiting to- <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just thinking of all the shit that you say in between heaves that I've heard you say from the toilet. What do you mean? The types of conversations or little things that you will say in between heaves, mostly like when we're inebriated. Oh, or okay. Or my, my favorites are the hungover ones because I actually remember those ones too. Mm-hmm. When you puke hungover, they're, it's just gold. I can't tell you what one of them was. I, but Yeah, I don't, didn't even realize they're, it's probably they fill me like with joy. Latin or I'm speaking in tongues. It's <laughs> pretty much like that. And you basically, I think that you're puking out part of your soul. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes if I'm waiting for a heave, you know that terrible feeling you get when you're like, I just need it to come up? Yeah. I'll just scream into the <laughs> I'll just sit there and I'll fake it. And I'll just be like, <laughs> like 
and and then the real ones. It's like my body activates and it gets the it gets the juices uh, I have to I have to scream, Derek. I feel you, but I don't feel like no. minor is. His no, his but before astronomical shit miss twenty nineteen. It was just <laughs> that was his fucking puke, and he'd be like, "Oh God, I just puked a lot," and I was like, "When?" It was completely silent. What happened? And I know that he actually did puke. Whatever. Derek puts an, a tuxedo on before he pukes, and then yeah, like, sits down and dabs, and dabs his, himself with a cloth with napkin. The cloth, <laughs> the cloth napkin. <laughs> Derek. Derek's laughing so hard and it is giving me life. He thinks we're funny. Derek thinks I'm funny. Derek thinks I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we told Derek that the pre-stuff before the topic wasn't going to take long? (laughs) Yeah, no shit. But okay, so back to so Derek. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we not done with the story? At the one at the one year mark of Shitmas 2019. Shitmas 2020 was born. <laughs> and Derek goes, it was, it was the night. And he, he looked at me and he goes, this is all he said. I just had one of those burps. <laughs> and it feels like a stomach bug. And I was like, shut the fuck oh, up. Because you're an expert. And I said, now he goes, you- I'm like having farts. And I, like, I just burped. And it was, a, it was like one of those bad ones. And I think it's like last year. And I was like, shut up. It's your PTSD talking. Shut the fuck That's up. That's what I said. Yeah, we're not. Because uh-uh. Rachel and I were having a full on text conversation. <laughs> I was just like, Derek thinks he's dying or he's going to get the nor- like stomach bug again, whatever. And so I was like, okay, okay Derek, you're getting yep, shit miss 2020 is going to happen for sure. And then it did happen. And Derek was running to the bathroom. I stayed upstairs because I wanted no part in it, and I was trying to to dodge it this year. Black and Christmas. and we did. Me and uh, Leo, Leo and I, did not get it. So it had to be some foodborne thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Derek spent Christmas Eve <laughs> and Christmas Day on the toilet <laughs> or in the bed. And I had to force feed him water. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure he'd actually be dead and he wouldn't take care of himself. Okay, so I really want to wrap up this topic, but can you please do your impression of Derek when he's sick? I just, like, Rachel, I just, not right now. I just don't. (laughs) I'm going to be you. I'm going to be you. Why don't you go lay down? No, I just, like, I just, I'm just going to, just give me a second. Have you taken ibuprofen? No, I, I seriously can't not do that right now. Have you, do you want me to get you some water? I have some. <laughs> <laughs> I have some, I tried drinking it earlier and I threw up. Derek, you need to try to drink some water. You need to stay hydrated. I just, I, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to lay down for a little bit. <laughs> that was perfect. That's what you sound like. <laughs> I still love you because I sound the same when I'm sick. That was but good. funnier. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But it's not annoying when you do it. No, not to me. Probably fucking <laughs> annoying to him. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, I am gassed right now. I'm okay. ready. Hang on, hang on. Can I wait? What, what's going on? What are you looking at on your phone? Nothing. I was gonna look at 
I don't really know, actually. I was going <laughs> to look at my own notes, but there's nothing until oh. dream section. Well, I'm ready for the uh, vegetables section. Yes. Which is kind of related to Christmas. You didn't ask how my Christmas was, but that's okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> how was your Christmas? Sorry, we rolled right into shit, Miss 2020 and 2019. It's fine. <laughs> it's really, I mean, we don't have to. How was your it. Christmas, though? It was actually really fine. Yeah. Relaxing. Great. Want to take those vibes into next year. Try to implement some of that relaxation. We'll revisit that. Yeah. So one of the things that I am purchasing for myself for Christmas with some of my Christmas cash is a, have I told you this yet? No. It's a new juicer. Eric, I've been tell I've I've been talking about. I was like, oh, I'd really like a juicer. I think I'd really like a juicer. Same page. <sighs> okay, well, I'm just gonna use yours now. Do you want to come to my juice bar? Yes. We're gonna be healthy. So let me tell you my rationale behind okay. this. And it's Rachel and I were kind of touching on this earlier, and I was like, wait, let's save it for the podcast. I don't really care for vegetables. Like they're fine. I don't go out of my way to prepare them. Yeah. Okay, occasionally I'll crave them. I kind of know when it's like, oh, you need to eat something green. Your body is asking mm-hmm. for it. But it's not something that I crave regularly, at least in this season of my life. Yes. And so I've been like really wanting to put more nutrients into my body, but just can't get myself to cook vegetables mm-hmm. and it's not happening, not happening. And finally I'm like, why don't I get a juicer? That's so easy. And they're just, good. Yeah. The, like the mixtures you can do are yeah. so good. Yes. I, I used to have one. Uh, also, I researched juicers for at a minimum of 36 hours over yeah. the course of the past two weeks because that's how I do. Mm-hmm. So there are different types of juicers. You have the centripetal juicer. You have masticating juicer. You have a twin gear juicer. You have a... Um, Gosh, what's the other one? Oh, God. There's a fourth one, but it is off my radar because it, I can't afford it. Okay. So anyway, I Dead to me. I purchased a masticating juicer. Is that the one where it spits out the... Never mind, go. They both spit out the pulp yeah. like, into a bin, but the difference is the centrifugal juicer has like the grate, and it spins at a really high speed, and it heats up the oh, protosoic so it probably kind of kills. oxidizer. Yeah, yeah. It, like uh, uh, breaks down the enzymes or whatever yeah. sooner. Uh, so that's what I had initially and it's fine. Like they're great for beginner Certain juicers, things, but yeah. I know a little bit about it now and I am ready to invest. Yeah. And so I'm like, what a good way to get those nutrients into my body in a way that doesn't make me want to throw up. Yeah. That you will enjoy concocting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what you can also, I've seen what people do with the pulp. Have you seen this? I, so I looked, I Googled cause I'm like, it's so much pulp, especially if you do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do multiple juices a day or maybe even like once a day. You heard me say that. Hold me to it because I have a tendency to like perfect, like go into overdrive. Yes. Um. So, but no, I mean, I saw a couple things. But that people make like little chips out of them. Like they bake little chips yeah. out of them and it like it becomes like a salty snack. Yep. And you can like dip them in hummus and yeah. shit like that. And they like taste good. Yeah. Or they're not, they don't have a whole lot of taste because the nutrients are like, mm-hmm. you know, you juiced a lot of it out, but you still get all that fiber and yep. all of that, you know, and you can make it into fun little snacks. I don't know. I, it's a win-win. I'm so ready for this journey. It's going to be great. For not just you, but me as well. It's going to be great. I now am a huge super fan of this avid eccentric juicing guy on YouTube. And I don't know, damn it, I don't know what his name is, but he, I don't even think he really gets paid for what he does, but he has juice videos. He loves it. He loves it. He's a juice guy. He has a discount juice website, which is, looks like it was made in the 1990s. But I went to his discount juice site. Did you use it? I did. Okay. I used his Christmas discount, so I hope okay. that I didn't get ripped the fuck off. But save your receipt. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I absolutely will. So 
That is my new exciting journey. Well, I'm going to need you to bring some beverages for the next podcast. You know what? Absolutely, I will. And do you want to know why? Why? Because I got the more expensive juicer, the juice will last longer in the fridge. That's totally worth the money. You still want to drink them within like 48 to 72 hours, but other, like with the centripetal juicer, you want to drink them like right away or that same day. So yeah. Brooks Juice Bar. New business idea, Derek. I'll just cut a little business window out in my house and people will drive by. $16 a juice. Yeah. I feel like that's competitive. People will pay it. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know what my favorite thing in juices is? Beets. Yes. I don't know how I knew you were going to say that. Damn you. Well, how do I even know you're doing the beet juice cleanse? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it. It's disgusting. (laughs) Look at my teeth. (laughs) No, beets, they're sweet. And I, I like the earthy, like kind of muddy taste of mm-hmm. them which sounds fucking gross now that i say it out loud like that just so earthy and crunchy <laughs> i had to juice for one of my waitressing jobs you I, had to juice yes i had to that was part of your waitressing so when someone would order a juice from the menu oh i thought you meant from your they table. made you drink them oh no 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 i did because they were f- free for me <laughs> free on the DL. Yeah. But uh no, I would have to fucking juice like 102 oranges and fucking beets and carrots and all kinds of things. I had to juice the shit out of stuff and then you'd have to make them to order and sometimes you mm-hmm. didn't have so awful. So I yeah, it. I would not want to do I don't want to do it for other people. I'll do it for myself. 100%. And this juicer was huge and loud and I thought it was going to eat my hand. It was probably a centripetal juicer. It was a spinny guy. Yeah. I I know the type. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, just wait. 2021, I'm getting my nutrients. I'm beating depression. The podcast is lifting off, and it's over for you bitches. Think about what it's going to do to your poops. (sighs) I don't know. Probably good things. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. TBD. Only time will tell. (laughs) Okay. I see you eyeing something up. No, I was just, the next one is, oh, you're, I don't know. The next one is your dream. Okay, so that's what I have up. Oh, okay, yeah. Rachel's going to tell us about. Speaking of waitressing. Oh, shit. So, so a nightmare. <laughs> it, no, it, it wasn't a good dream. It was a nightmare. I guess this is the only ones that I really write down. Why? No one knows. Um, so I, so I used to waitress at a golf course, not the place that I juiced. That would be laughable if they served juice at fresh squeezed juice at this fucking golf course because it was disgusting. Um, but I waitress at this golf course where I bartended, I, you know, waitress. And then I also did the beer cart in the summers. It was a really good gig for being in college and made a lot of, a lot of money. Um, you had money. I had good I had fuck you money. I had fuck you money. Yeah. Like full bottles and nice liquor. Quiche. You probably stole those though. Uh, probably. I don't know. <laughs> but so this place was also it was really really stressful as i mean if if anyone who's listening has has waited tables oh, yeah. you know what the, what the stress is like you when you are just it. you are just burning it at both ends you're running yeah. you're hopping you are trying to get 10 people 10 different things it takes you six hours to unwind when you get oh off god it's so bad and it, oh but so that stress i had that in my dream so i was waitressing okay. at the golf course and someone someone ordered a 36 pound ham. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would not have remembered this if I didn't write it down. Someone ordered a thir- like a like three people ordered a thirty six pound ham, and I was just like, "Listen, that's a Margie sized ham." <laughs> She's a big girl, and I was like, "Okay, I can't physically carry it to you." Like it was like a cooked ham that like two and a half people were eating because one of it was like a child, and they had like warm waters. That's all they like wanted they was ham and the water. Ham to the table. Yes. It wasn't a full even to fucking go. ham. It wasn't even for like a. And I remember it was hot, and I was like trying to walk with this thirty-six pound ham, and everyone's like, "Just fucking do it!" Like Rachel just sent, just it's ready, go. And I was like, "This is not a normal thing to ask of a waitress. What in the fuck?" But it was like higher stress than that. But I so I had been back into waitressing at this place. So a lot of things had changed since the last oh, time I no. worked there. So that was that part of it too. And like the system and change and all this stuff, but I was still trying to act like I knew what I was doing Mm -hmm. and it was causing me more stress. And I was like getting behind on orders and like people were getting food before each other. And it was like, it was my waitressing nightmare. And I was sweaty Mm -hmm. when I woke up. It was, it was really bad. Yeah. The computer system changed and I didn't want to ask anyone for help. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is just like carrying the 36 pound hands in each hand on top of your head. Yeah, and I had a, a new boss that I hated even more than my previous boss, which is saying something. She was terrible, terrible. My previous two bosses, I guess. And I, I really did. I woke up in a full body sweat. Like, I was sweating. That came out of nowhere. Sweating. And I do not sweat at night. I am not a night sweater. Were you watching Vanderpump Rules the night I before? I don't know, but I <gasps> I can tell you I have never had a good dream about waitressing oh no never no, a good no, dream no, no. it's always straight and I wake up in a straight panic uh-huh. that I am so behind on tables I'm behind yep. on what people need I what what's gonna happen to you in the dream Rachel you're gonna get fired who gives a shit uh-huh. I don't know why am I so stressed out because you don't know in the dream that it's a dream that's why I like bartending because you're behind the bar uh-huh. you don't ever have to fucking leave you it you got your safe space oh, you don't everyone's have to deal with the within chef. arm's reach Oh God, no! I sometimes I think about going back to waitressing because I was like, ah, oh, it's it's like easy money. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. Mm-hmm. It's just it grinds you to your gears. But I've met some of like the best friends uh, from waitressing. Agreed. There, because you basically all hate what you're doing, but you mm-hmm. do it together. It's a trauma bond. Oh God! So do you want to read the interpretation about it? I'm ready. Okay. So Rachel googled what. This little ham baby means. I know. I didn't Did Google, Google ham baby. I didn't Google hams. <laughs> I just Googled like waitressing and the, the emotions that were coming up with that. Okay. So I said, so one of them, the first thing that came up was if you dream about waiting on someone, then perhaps you are spending too much time taking care of others and failing to take care of yourself. Oh shit. I was like, well, that's pretty true. And it says, are you waiting on someone hand at foot? Do people demand a lot from you or treat you like their personal servant? Think of about who was in the dream. If it was a specific person, they could be the one who's draining your energy or perhaps you're too quick to help others and need to learn your lesson. No one particularly was in my dream that I like knew of. It was just people that I fucking hated because they existed at this golf course and I hated waiting on people there except for maybe six people. I just Googled dreaming of large ham and there is an interpretation. Go. It's weird. To dream of seeing hams signifies you are in danger of being treacherously used. Well, that goes hand in hand with the waitressing. That was a big ham. That was a big fucking ham. It was 36 pounds. <laughs> Did they even come that big? Did, Did it have I, a pineapple a f- and a cherry on it? No, I don't remember. I blocked it Did out. Did you cut the ham? 
No. Okay. But if what you, happens if, if you, you cut the ham? Okay, if you cut large slices of ham, it means that all opposition will be successfully met by you. Well, no. You should have cut the ham, Rachel. Well, it wasn't my ham to cut. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't order the ham. Name of the podcast episode. <laughs> Not my ham to cut. Uh, did you dress it at all? No, I wanted to get the fuck away from me because it was hot. Okay, I I can answer that. I should have read it before I asked you because you clearly didn't dress it because if you had, it would signify that you will be leniently treated by others. No, that's, that doesn't check out. (laughs) Yeah, wow, that's weird. So, and then I also, so this is a really common thing with, with people, with servers. So nightmares like this are shared often uh, among restaurant industry workers, and there's a slang term called weight mares. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Which can continue long after a server, bartender, or a line cook has switched careers. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And I wish that this would have, this dream would have happened closer to when we're recording this because I know that I left out so many different. Don't you hate that? Like details. Cause mm-hmm. I forgot about the ham until I read it <laughs> and the ham was an integral part. It was, it was like the main character. I, and I was like, <laughs> like giving, it was terrible. And I just kept dodging tables. Cause I just remember that I was like, Oh no, I got the last one. And like, like all of my other like servers that I was working with had like seven or eight tables and I have like two and they're about to leave and I need, mm. I need more. But I was like, please, no, please. I don't want to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have this person ordered a huge ham and I had to, it took me like 10 minutes to get that bitch out there. And I tried to find a cart and all these things. Cause I could not carry this fucking ham. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The ham represents your responsibilities. Yeah. Well, become too they heavy. ate it. <laughs> they ate it. That's treacherous gossip and, and very weird. you're being used. But I just full sweat and it took me a while to uh, come down off of that dream. Did you eat Wrote any it, of it? Of the ham? Mm-hmm. No. Not my ham. <laughs> not my ham, not, not my, my problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. And look at all That's of this. so There's weird. There's a block of text that, that about big about ham. Ham. Well, I want to like record all of my dreams then. We because... really need to start doing that. So I woke up, wrote this down, <laughs> and then I was still panicked when I like I woke up, wrote this down, fell back asleep, and then I woke up again like at a normal time to wake up, and I was like, that was a fucked up dream, and I still remember. I'm still sweaty. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now, and I wrote all that those notes at like six thirty in the morning. Well, I am really glad you shared that i'm sorry you had to endure that alone it was yucky that's painful yeah oh and i was also this made me think of like do you ever have reoccurring dreams yeah i know i figured (laughs) i mean minor and they're always bad are yours good some years never 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 the recurring ones the one that i get the most it's probably once every three to six months is that i dream that I like miss a huge, I sleep through or I miss a huge test or a huge chunk of homework or I do terrible on one of those two things. And, uh, it, I'm, I'm realizing in the dream that it's impossible for me to pass the class by the end of the semester. And it was all for nothing. Did that happen in real life? Yeah. I was going to say that's some real life trauma right there. For sure. Happened in real life. Do some EMDR on that. Yeah. And, and sometimes it escalates to me not getting my degree or like my like graduating from high school and stuff mm-hmm. in the dream it's fucked up it's terrible mm-hmm. and awful and i i like wake up and i'm like okay how do i fix this how do i and i'm like Mm-mm, it's not real rachel you're an adult 
on that you note, good. send us your fucked up dreams. Yes. And we'll read them on the podcast. But write, yeah, write them down right when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need the details. I fucked up. Or send us like a voice recording of you telling us about the there dream. There you go. Yeah, whatever. whatever and we'll play it on the podcast you. or something. I don't know. My recurring dream, I'm pretty sure I've told you about it before. I don't have it anymore, but I had it all the time. Something about turtles. No? <laughs> okay. What? That was something about turtles. Never mind. No. And I feel like you're going to be remember as soon as I start tell, telling you. Have you ever seen The Great Mouse Detective? I fucking know what you're talking about now. Yes. My recurring dream. If you've ever seen The Great Mouse Detective or if you haven't, there is a specific character in that movie, a villain, and it's a peg leg bat. He's a bat and he has a peg leg. I don't know what his name is. And all the other animals in the movie speak English, but not this bat. It speaks like garbled, like hills have eyes shit. Oh, fuck. So there's a scene in The Great Mouse Detective where the, the bat creeps around a bassinet to like steal a baby or oh, something. Fuck. This is the shit I watched as a child. <laughs> Who has seen the great mouse detective and is now in therapy? Email me that <laughs> doing a poll. Do that on Instagram. We will do a poll on Instagram. But anyway, so he like, it's like a slow burn and you know, it's going to be bad. And then he does it. So in the dream, um, mm. I am in the bassinet and I know that he, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just been a while. Since I didn't I laugh at your dream. It's funny. <laughs> These are funny traumas. The bat, the bat is creeping up behind me, and you can hear his peg leg. <laughs> and then it's like I know it's gonna happen, and I try to wake myself up every single time. And then he gets me, and then he starts tickling me, and I and then I wake up. He tickles me like aggressively, and then I wake up because I guess that was my idea of what murder was as a child. <laughs> Someone just tickles you to death. They tickle you to death. That's the only way to die by tickling. Yeah. Death by tickling. Haven't had that one in a while, but that Jesus was, I mean, Christ. that was like several times a week at one point. Oh, no. My parents knew about it, but like, was it, no one did anything about it. Like, hey, maybe that's concerning. Yikes. Maybe your kid has anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> this is a telltale sign. <laughs> your kid is living in a nightmare. <laughs> Hellscape. <laughs> oh. So that was my dream. Well, that. Thanks My nightmare. <laughs> your weightmare. My weightmare. <laughs> Send us your dreams. Please tell me if any other waitresses or waiters or any type of serving staff have had these and tell me about your dream. Send it. We want to hear about it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for our shame story? Yes. Okay. Do you have enough energy? I do. All right. So just wait. climb on top of me. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Another listener sent us a shame story. So we're going to blind react to that. So who's uh, it from? This is from our friend Megan. Yay, Megan. Megan, we love you. Megan asked me if they had to be period stories. And or you said. I said, no, I just really enjoy the period ones. And she goes, okay, well, mine's about poop. <laughs> yes. And I said, welcome, sister. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I think it's about poop. I don't know. I, we both have not read it. Oh, yeah, neither of us have read it. But she said it could, it could be about poop, but we'll all find out at the same time. All right, here we go. Oh, there's two. There's two poop shame stories. From Megan. From Megan. Yes. All right, so it reads, Hi, Probably Fine Pod. I love it so much. You guys are doing great, and I love my weekly dose of quote-unquote fineness. And then... <laughs> The hands praying emoji, and then one that did not translate to my computer, so I don't know what it is. Oh, I love her. I know. All right. 
So I don't recall a period shame story. That's fine, <laughs> That's Megan. okay. I'm and sorry. Everyone, stop influencing our listeners. I like, I like the period shame stories just okay. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> yes. They're just fine. <laughs> Um, so I don't recall a period shame story. Either I don't have one or I blocked it out really well. <laughs> but I do have a good poop shame story. Yes. Well, two poop shame stories. Oh, my God. Feel free to read either or both on the pod. Both. <laughs> <laughs> both. 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 <laughs> poop shame story number one. This one's probably the more mild of the two. Okay. So my sophomore and junior years of college, I lived in an apartment with two other roommates. We each had our own individual bedroom and bathroom, which, for the purposes of this story, thank God we did. <laughs> LOL. It was an ordinary day. Oh, it always is. It always is. It? Sneaks up on <laughs> you. It always is. I get you. <clears throat> it was an ordinary day. I had woken up, gone to the bathroom, took myself a poop. <laughs> However, this was no ordinary poop. For whatever reason, this... <laughs> 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 that was... A <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason this was a monster turd and it would not flush oh no <laughs> all right there's We've no had there's no specs on here but i'm curious like what was the the height weight and the circumference yeah. megan please let the us size know. of the baby <laughs> birth weight what, are, what do they call them the uh stats yeah but isn't there another word for it Okay, is it just know. stats? Maybe. Give us the stats. Birth, birth stats. <laughs> now, normally, I would just plunge the sucker and be fine, right? But you see. No, she was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> it appears. She wasn't. Yeah. I did not own a plunger at this time. Uh-oh. And I wasn't creative, I wasn't creative enough to think of getting a poop knife. <laughs> a poop knife. Raise your Ugh. hand in this room if you know what a poop knife is. I have never used a poop knife. <laughs> Derek, you don't know what a poop knife is? I know what it is. People cut, people use it and they'll cut up their turd so they will flush. <laughs> you, it's usually trash then. Right, right. Then, then, it's, the then it's trash knife. <laughs> right. But you cut the poop in the toilet yep. so it can flush. If, if you look at I am, it. Don't look like that. I'm so surprised you have I am not done this. I'm shocked that you have I'm surprised not. we don't have a poop knife in this house. <laughs> Oh, he jokes. He jokes. I would die. Yeah. That just made my stomach churn. You cut you cut it up a little bit, you jive it, and then it slides down the tube easier. (laughs) I I, we we got you, Megan. (laughs) So she didn't have a poop knife. Poop knife. So I did the only thing I could do, ran to Walmart and bought a plunger. Thank God we had those individual bathrooms. LOL. I got home with my plunger thinking that the worst is over. But I walk into my apartment. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But I walked into my apartment to find my roommate and her parents standing in our kitchen. Just walking in with a plunger. As I stroll <laughs> in with my plunger. No bag. Nothing. There's, there's, you can't hide it. What are you going to do? Like, oh, no, I just took a massive shit and didn't have a plunger. Like, they knew. They knew. They knew. They had to know. Moral of the story, make sure you always have a plunger on hand, kids. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you know what those apartments are like, too. They're not big. No. That stench had to have been emanating. Yeah, she she uh, she got she got to other people's nostrils for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Did I ever tell you about my plunger the time I had to call the maintenance guy at Rolling or at uh, Rock Quarry? No. So... 
this is kind of embarrassing, but it was when I was 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, and I was living in an apartment, and I didn't know how to plunge a toilet, or I didn't know if a toilet gets clogged, that's what you have to do. Yeah. In my mind, for some reason, it wasn't that easy. Yeah. So I clogged my toilet with poop and <laughs> called my landlord, who took like three days to contact the No. <laughs> so for a couple of days after that, I would forget that the toilet was clogged. <laughs> in there and pee I, d- I don't think I pooped again oh my in there. god no this was also I mean if you lived in a college apartment you know the management is piss poor did not get a warning for when the maintenance guy came at 7 30 a.m on a weekday oh, and came into my room while I was sleeping and plunged the toilet and 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 wafted the stale poop air oh, into my entire no. room so it's just me sleeping on my bed this 50 year old maintenance guy plunging my turds and oh, then he just left. Fuck. And he had to have been thinking, I hate my fucking life. <laughs> this is what I'm doing at 730 in the morning while this bitch just sleeps. Also, that was when I had two cat litter boxes in my room and my cats shit all over the floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I you know that's turn. not the worst that they've seen, though. That makes me feel better. Yeah. That is 100%. That was probably a nice softball for them. <laughs> I, I lived in a turd bubble. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That was that was just a little sidestep. Oh God! Are we ready for poop shame story number two? Yes. From Megan. Always. Okay. Oh, it's it's always Branson. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, it's always Branson. Branson is the shit stain capital of the fucking world. They just pump laxatives into their water. Wasn't that where Jessica was? Which- no, she's in Dominican Republic. Oh, that's right. And that was a period. <laughs> why? I don't know why. I just. It does not relate. It's always Branson. <laughs> it's always Branson. <laughs> my, my sister and I took a weekend trip to Branson a few years ago. We decided to go hiking one morning while we were down there. This particular morning, though, my stomach was feeling a little rough. No telling why, but it was definitely giving me the rumblies. <laughs> we, we started our hike, and my stomach was still feeling a little upset, but I thought that it would be fine. Narrator. But it was not fine. (laughs) (laughs) We were walking for probably 15 to 20 minutes at this point. And my my butthole had been holding on for dear life. (laughs) I finally turned to my sister and said something something along the lines of, I can't hold it anymore. We have to go back. So I sprint waddled back to our car, clenching my butthole the whole way, but my efforts were futile. I didn't make it. Uh-oh. Luckily, there was a shoddy park bathroom near the parking lot, so I was able to let her rip, but it was a little too late by the time I made it to the bathroom. The diarrhea shits had already leaked no! out of my butthole. <laughs> I came out of the bathroom and told my sister that we had to leave. Oh, no. <laughs> and go back to the hotel so that I could shower and change. But plot twist, I didn't have any more clean underwear. <laughs> oh, fuck. We, we ran to Walmart, and I picked up a value pack just in case it happened again. <laughs> Cam, can't remember what underwear or lack thereof I wore to make the, to, to make the trip to Walmart. Oh, but that's God. neither here nor there. My sister and I agreed to never speak of this day again. I have always packed an abundance of underwear since. Yes, always. I pack. <laughs> if I'm going for four days, I've packed 17 underwears. Oh, enjoy. LOL, Megan. Oh, God, Megan. Thank you, Megan. That was good. Moral of the story, don't go to Branson. You guys, why are people still going to Branson? 
People it's, love Branson, It needs man. to end. Oh, God. It ends now! Jesus. Uh, can you tell, tell your hiking shit story? <laughs> Please? Absolutely. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's what it reminded me of. I don't... Megan, I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. It's so I was... Vis- my husband and I were visiting our friends in California, and we decided that we were going to hawk... Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to hike to the Hollywood sign. Uh, we didn't know at the time that it was a seven mile round trip Ew. on foot. Ew. And so we grabbed Starbucks and first mistake <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> Second mistake. Starbucks wasn't coffee. So- sorry. I meant Starbucks breakfast. Like we went, oh. we went to Starbucks to get a breakfast sandwich. That Got was, it. I'm like looking at you like, obviously it was the second thing. <laughs> breakfast sandwich and a coffee. Big mistake. So I, I, it hit me somewhere like when we were parking or when we were driving to the base where you start out and I'm looking around and I'm like, where's the bathrooms around here? <laughs> because if you know me, I have to know where the bathrooms are going to be located and how quickly I can access them when I'm going anywhere. Yes. Especially if there's going to be food. So I'm looking around. I don't even see an outhouse, Jesus. Like there's <sighs> nothing. How? I don't know. So I casually and our friend Nick was like, I don't know. I don't think there are any bathrooms. And I'm like, clearly this is a person that doesn't worry about this. Okay. I am going to be fine. It's going to be fine. This is before I knew that it was a seven mile round trip. So I quickly threw away my coffee because I was like, this ends now. (laughs) You're dead to me. (laughs) And we start the hike. So we got a little lost along the way. And I feel like we did some fucking, um, what's that movie called where the guy climbs the cliff? Free fallen. Free, free hand free solo. Free climb. Free, free, solo. free solo. We did some free solo shit where we're scaling like the Rocky Mountains. And no. then we find out later that we accidentally went off the beaten path. Anyway. Wonderful. While we are lost in these, I swear to God, like vertical inclines, I have a massive urgent shit attack. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to go right now. And it, the waves had been coming, you know, like when like you get the wave and you're like, you oh, it's going to happen. You talk her down. You talk her down and it passes and then you feel really good and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, I'm Hopefully fine Hopefully that's now. the last one. It's not. It's never the last and, one. And, it, and so finally, I, I didn't even know our, this friend that well at the time. And so I'm like, is this really going to happen right now? I'm like, are you, you guys go ahead a little bit. I got to go to the bathroom. So. Oh, fuck. I then. Tr- I know this story and I'm I, still cringing. I find a wooded area and I take a massive jump. And if you guys have ever pooped outdoors, <laughs> it hits different. When, when you see a turd outside of a toilet bowl, it's you don't want to look. It's it's no, no, no. It is graphic. It is disturbing. <laughs> and the smell, Jesus, when it hits open air, it is n- unlike anything I've It's a different experience altogether. So I quickly wipe with a leaf. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. I grab some leaves and I cover up my tracks so that that I'm not hunted down by the predators. And then I'm like, what am I going to wipe with? And I'm looking around and, you know, I'm trying to remember what month it was. There wasn't a whole lot of greenery around and it was California. So I decide on my sock. So I slip off my shoe slip off my sock and I wipe with my sock. I, I, uh, employed the old wipe fold wipe method. I don't know if you're familiar with it. 
it's often used when you're at the end of the toilet roll. <laughs> it's wipe, fold, and then wipe with the clean part. Yes. That's what I did with the sock. And then I laid the sock on type of <laughs> on top of the mound like a little like sacri- sacrificial shrine. Yeah. It was my little poop shrine. And that is the story of a burial site. <laughs> story of the how I ended up with one sock. <laughs> So when you see the pictures that we took when we got to the top of the mountain, if you zoom in close on my ankle, (laughs) I only have one sock on. (laughs) It's because I lost a sock and 10 pounds back in the mountain. Uh, This is fantastic. I was in, you know, the worst part of it was no one would have had to know. No, no one no one's gonna know how would they how know, would they know? <laughs> they're, gonna, they're know. Not gonna know so I'm having that conversation with myself and I'm so sure that they're gonna notice that I don't have a sock on and immediately think she pooped she wiped her butt with a sock <laughs> that's why she don't have sock on and so I run out and I was just like I pooped <laughs> I wiped with the sock just outing myself because I was so sure that they were gonna know and so that we, I mean, it was fine. We had a good laugh about it, but it's still funny to this day. Yeah. I hope that was funny. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. <sighs> All right. I don't know why I keep looking at my phone. Like I have why the fucking you, agenda. Why do you keep doing that? Oh, yeah. cause I was going to look up, uh, the email. What email? The ne- that Megan sent about the. Oh, the topic. Question. Yeah. So are you ready for our topic? Is that what's, yep. that's what's that, right? That's, yeah, we're ready. Derek, how, what, what, how are we doing on time? We're at an hour, I think. Fifty minutes. Okay, look at us. That's all. I also have been looking at the time. Who are you? I know. Gosh, I'm time blind. Swear to God. So am I usually, but I also I unhooked my bra and it's all the way up here, so I keep touching it. Oh, I couldn't even see it because it looked like your skin for a second. Because <laughs> bam, 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 and then I have like a boob up here, and then my boob goes down here. Right, a double boob. A double booby. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we had, um, sorry, were you going to talk? What? No. <laughs> no, go ahead. What, what were you gonna I heard you inhale and I thought that I cut you off. I was just going to say how we got the topic and introduce it. Go for it. Do you want, are you sure? Do you want to say how we got the topic and I'll just, I'll and read you'll the read blurb. it. Yeah. So, uh, we got an email. This one's also from Megan. Megan, it's the Megan show. It is today. The Megan show. Um, it's a Megan episode. Mega, mega, sent us an idea. She sent us an idea, and we really liked it, so yeah. we're, it's going to be our topic for today. So this is what she had, had written to us. I have a suggestion for a discussion topic. At some point, can you discuss how to give slash receive support? Like the importance of asking someone what they need in a given situation to feel supported, appreciated, validated, etc., as opposed to just responding with what you think that person needs. And then on the flip side, how do you tell someone, quote, hey, that's not helpful, I need X, Y, and Z, and have them understand. This is in both friend situation and with family as well, which I'm glad that she said that part too because mm-hmm. it is so applicable to families and friends. For sure. If not – I mean, just for me, it's a very, that's a very family thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah, it's not just significant others, you know? No. Yeah, I am excited. I think this is a really good topic. Yeah. I think that it's something that we could do many, many episodes on. For sure. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's a hard topic or it's a hard thing to, to put into motion in your life. 
I love that you said that because I would like to start off by saying that it is okay if you don't feel like you're good at that or if mm-hmm. it's okay if you're really resonating with that and feeling like I need help with that. Because really think about it. If you think about how you grew up, you know, how were yeah. emotions communicated, processed in your family? How were problems addressed? Mm-hmm. If you didn't have these things modeled for you, how would you know? Yeah. How would you know how to give and receive support if it looked different or, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it was invalidating for you growing up? It makes sense that you wouldn't know how to do that. And it's okay that it's a skill that you need to learn. And I think, too, something that makes me feel better when I'm feeling like this about a, a, some type of scenario just that you being aware of it and not knowing how to do it or but that you find it important and you want to change that thing, that is a huge first step mm-hmm. is just being aware that you want to be able to do that for people or mm-hmm. that that's something that you need to work on. That's yeah. huge, yeah. huge, huge. I feel like what tends to happen is when you feel uncomfortable about that, you withdraw Yeah, and how the it's perceived by the other person potentially is that you don't care mm-hmm. or you've forgotten about them. And, mm-hmm. and that's probably not the case at all. You just don't feel like you're walking on eggshells. Yes. Yeah. Because you want to say the right thing and you have the right intentions, but it is hard to get that message across, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm just going to go back to that to make sure. But so what, what are some instances, Brooke, where you kind of, um, what am I trying to say? how you, what are your favorite, what are your favorite go-tos on how to give and, and let's just go with give support right now. Okay. Some of your favorite like one-liners or easy things that you can kind of keep Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind to like spit out at the correct time and it can kind of help you start the conversation. Okay. So I think that, yes, we should, this is going to kind of be broken up maybe into categories. It'll, it'll be a dance. I think we'll move like back and forth, but I think that there are different kinds of support there is verbal support mm-hmm. and also there are actions and behaviors and like other ways that you can support people. So I want to make sure that we talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about this, I have a list uh, like a PDF or a document of validating versus invalidating statements mm-hmm. because a lot of times what keeps us from responding is, is feeling like we don't know what to say. And it's probably just because you don't have the language. Yeah. You know, if you grew up with someone saying, well, why are you upset about that? Like, oh no, you're fine. Well, you shouldn't worry about that. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, at least X, Y, Z, or at least you're not this person or this, this person has it worse. You don't have the language validating language. So, um, I think that I wrote down a couple things because one thing that I really like people to do for me is ask me questions Mm -hmm. about how I'm feeling. Yes. So a couple questions that I wrote down are, Tell me what this has been like for you. Mm-hmm. And also disclaimer, when you hear these phrases, it may sound really uncomfortable for you. And that's yeah. probably just a sign that you're not used to soothing language. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's something, this is something that I, I will say I did, I did not have this growing up. Mm-hmm. I did not have this type of stuff. It's like, Oh, we'll get over it. Oh, you're, you're fine. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, brush it off or, you know, whatever. Fucking bullshit. But, um, I will say that I have learned a lot of this from Brooke, like from you, obviously. That's, that's me. That's Brooke. Brooke is a you. <laughs> but I have learned a lot of that, like from you modeling that, not only in like our friendship when we have conversations, but in our 
like conversations that I, you have had with other friends around us or like when you would tell stories about a conversation you had mm-hmm. with someone. And I think that too is, it's just surrounding yourself with that language. You get way more comfortable with it and you use it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's just like the repetition type oh, yeah. of thing. It just is. And it, it gets more and more comfortable as you go but it is very uncomfortable to start out with if you've never heard that in your whole life. Totally. It's like building a muscle. Yes. You know, you, you work out that first time and you can't even get through a minute and then you're totally sore the next day. It's exactly like that. That happens in your brain with building a skill. That's a really good point. And sometimes I think that it might take a while for people in your life to receive that type of language because it is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. if they also have not gotten that before as well. Cause I remember getting that from you, I'm just like, Oh, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm fine. Like, it's fine. Like it's uh, uh-uh. like, I'll be, uh, no, it's like not example? even that big of a deal. I'm like trying to think, um, like if, if I was like upset or anxious about something and you would like ask me a question, I'm like, no, it's not like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a thing. Like, like I would be anxious about like a family gathering or something. I'm trying to figure out like a, a good scenario. And you were like, well, what if I think one of the times you were like, what if I said, I'm, I'm out once I hit this point, I'm leaving. I'm going to say I have a migraine. I'm leaving this mm-hmm. family event. And you were like, well, what, at what point is going to be too much? Or you said something along the lines of like, you don't have to get to your breaking point mm-hmm. for you to leave. You can leave before that. And I was just like, no, I can get to my breaking point. I'm fine. <laughs> no, you don't. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of along the same lines of it's not questions, but like, like what you're saying is it took time for you to warm up to that type of support and realize that I wasn't weak for, ah, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, like I wasn't weak for being like, no, I do. I do need some like nice words and like very calm language. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it doesn't have to be brash and in your face and like, you know suck it up well I mean you're just gonna have to get through it no you can be it's okay for you to be spoken to kindly and gently yeah and I just did not it took me a while to receive that mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of um we're we're talking a little bit about why that's hard like this is kind of foundational Mm -hmm. stuff which I think is important because when you're in a society that um benefits from your productivity you know we talk about like grind culture and all of that stuff it also perpetuates these other toxic messages like um, you need to work harder. You know, the stronger people are people who are stoic or people who let things roll off their shoulders mm-hmm. and you idolize like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe. this bother me. Yeah, I, this celebrity had this tragedy happen and then they made this awesome movie and. I have nothing to, I have nothing to say. Like I can't, like I have no room to talk. Mm-hmm. And if you grow from situations like that that's great but I often think that those messages are translated to I'm weak just like you said if I need my best friend to say something like you deserve to be able to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. or if I need my partner to say that must be really hard for you Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that feels like that doesn't make you weak no that is very healing yes yeah I uh, 100% agree Mm -hmm. it's I think I should clarify too with asking questions, um, really trying to explore how the other person feels. Um, and before you do that, th- this is just a lot of the stuff that you 
just said connected with a couple things I wanted to say educate yourself on what they're going through Mm -hmm. so is it okay if I use you as an example so Rachel experienced a loss this year and grief is just so I mean multifaceted absolutely if you have a friend that's grieving especially if you are someone that hasn't really dealt with grief on that on that type of Mm -hmm. level like me educate yourself on that Mm there is a huge community of people that want you to know what they need when they're grieving. Mm -hmm. So give yourself some background and then ask them about their experience. The other question that I wrote down was, um, help me understand what that's like for you. And I'll ask you those questions directly. Mm -hmm. What was that like? What did that feel like? That must've been terrible because I want to know, I want to understand your experience and I want you to be able to talk about it. And I feel like that's where people walk on Mm eggshells is because they don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable or sad or bring up whatever emotions are around whatever you're asking about. Mm -hmm. But I know just in my instance, and I know everyone is different, especially with grief, but in my instance, I liked talking about it because it just, I don't know. It, it just kind of brought up certain things and allowed me to talk through it. And it made me realize that other people think that it's important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can always preface it sometimes for you. I'll be like, Tell me if this is overstepping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you're worried, you know, give them an out. Say, if this is uncomfortable for you, yeah. you don't or have if you to don't want to talk about this right now, we don't have to. Right. But I want you to know I'm really interested and I'm mm-hmm. here and I just want to, I want to know more about your experience. Yeah. Showing interest is just huge. Yeah, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. And you were, so that was, that's kind of, I, I mean, I'm guessing there's, we could talk about verbal ones for a long time, but mm-hmm. what was the other, you said that there was verbal supports and then... So sort of like random acts of kindness. So mm-hmm. something um, that Megan had wrote that made me think of this is uh, the importance of asking someone what they need in a given situation. So I wrote down, and I mean, there's no really real clear cut answer, but uh, I wrote down ask, but also don't just ask. Yeah. So it's great to ask questions like, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Please let me know what I can do for you. But think about if someone asked or said that to you. If you're not someone that is super emotionally connected and well-adjusted, you're not going to ask someone for something. You're not going to say, hey, can you just listen to me? You know, you might, but I have a problem with that. No, I, when, when people would reach out and try to be like, if there's anything you need, Mm What can I do? No, I'm never going to ask you for a fucking thing. Right. I'm not. Because that's just not how I work anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, depending on, like, how close you are to me, Mm -hmm. you know. But, like, with people saying that to someone who's been through something or whatever, when you're a little bit removed from the situation or, you know, the person itself, that feel like it felt like, yeah, it just feels like a token uh, mm-hmm. phrase that's right. like, Oh, we're, th- we're thinking about you as if there's anything you please don't hesitate to mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's no. Right. So let's tweak that and make it. <laughs> <laughs> You're you out. Are, you are the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's tweak it a little bit. And if, if you want to ask, make it specific. Mm-hmm. Hey, is it okay? Or could I bring you a dinner dinner this week? Can I, I'd really love to order you Postmates right mm-hmm. now. Are you at home? Can I send you lunch? Yeah. Don't leave it so open-ended because the person is so busy with whatever it is that they're going through that they don't, 
they shouldn't have to put that on a platter for you. Yes. You know? And I also will say, so one little thing that I'll do, um, is if I'm going to, to see someone, like I just recently saw one of my friends that, well, it's Jessica that had a baby and I was like, I'm getting Starbucks. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And it's not, do you, do you want anything? Cause then you have to do that like niceties of like, no, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. And it's like, no, tell me what you want. I want to, I want to get this for mm-hmm. you. If you really don't want anything, just be like, no coffee sounds terrible right now or whatever. Yes. And that's on the other person yes. to tell you, you know, worst yeah. case scenario, they tell you that they want something and then they don't drink it. But I think if someone was like, do you want anything from Starbucks? I, depending on who they were, I'd be like, uh, no, I'm mm-hmm. okay. Like that seems like a lot for them. But right. Like it just seems like it's really out of their way or like it's a hassle. But if someone was like, what do you want? I'm going there. Mm-hmm. Or I would be way more inclined to order. How about if someone said, hey, I'm on my way. I'd really love to grab you Starbucks. Yeah, I like that. Let them know in, in that. That you that you want, want to do to, it. To do that. I want to take care of it's you. It's not just an odd, like a right. dead end offer. Right. I'm not feeling sorry for you. I'm not doing this so I can feel good about myself for the day. Like I checked that yeah. box. Let me take care of you in a way that I mm-hmm. I'm capable of. Yeah, and and let sometimes you just have to let people take care of you. That well, that was another thing I was. You have to be able to receive that. Yeah. And it's it's really really difficult. That's probably even harder in my opinion and my personal experience than giving support, but also I'm a therapist. So that comes a little bit easier to me now. But when you said, um, you said something like, I'm not the type that if someone gives me sort of a vague offer, that's also something that you and the general, you can work on, Mm -hmm. you know, on the subject of receiving support, that's something to work on. Yes. Being okay with taking an offer and dealing with the discomfort because that's working that muscle. And that is just something that was never done Mm -hmm. as I was growing up as a kid. And then also, because like Derek and I both, I'm just going to relate this back to my loss because that is when people just like outpoured support with us that we could never repay and never, Mm -hmm. you know, we couldn't even imagine how many people came out of the woodwork for mm-hmm. us, which is fantastic and amazing. And I love all these people. And I just realized how much of a support system I mm-hmm. have. But when you break it down individually, sometimes it was really hard to accept things from people like mm-hmm. gifts or flowers or, I mean, I, we got 10,000 different things. Like there was packages coming every day and I was mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, you had to just be able, like we had to really take some time, swallow our pride and, and, let people take care of us because because you deserve it. Yeah, you and deserve care. I think what really helped me receive it is like I would want someone to be able to take what I'm giving them with no feeling of guilt or hanging mm-hmm. over their head or they owe me or what I would hate right. hate for someone no matter if they're close to me or farther away, mm-hmm. you know, in in acquaintances and you know something like that, but mm-hmm. I that would kill me. I would hate that. Right. Cuz that is zero problem for me. Right. You And I want to do that. I'm not doing this because I think that I have to mm-hmm. or I like oh god this is such a hassle. If I'm doing something and I'm getting you like a dinner or bringing you a gift or dropping by something that you need to get through your day, mm-hmm. I'm doing that cuz I want to do that for you. Right. And so I'm trying to frame I that's what I tried to do is like frame that as like these people wanted to help us and we need to like accept that and say thank you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very, very hard when you woke up, or when you woke up, when you uh, 
And you wake up in the morning, you just feel fucking Fuck. like. When you grow up in a, in a, in a family and a society that's all about pride yes. and that's very pride forward. You deserve to be able, this is something I actually learned recently. You deserve to accept, um, unconditional pleasure. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of sexual, but you deserve to receive unconditional compassion. That is compassion without strings attached. Mm-hmm. It's not about keeping score. And that there's a difference between receiving unconditional compassion and a one-sided relationship. Yes. If you are constantly receiving and receiving and receiving and not giving back to the your support systems, that is a problem. Anything in an extreme isn't a good thing. Yes. But there are times when you deserve to just receive and not feel like you have to give back. And it is very uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. It's really, unco- it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, especially when it just, it, it just pours out mm-hmm. for you. And even if it's something that's not as big as what we experienced or not, not the loss, but like not as big of an outpouring as we have had experienced, even if it's just a friend doing something for you, popping in, sending you something, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. like, you need to be able to accept those things too. Mm-hmm. Like even small gifts can be really hard to accept right. or small acts of service or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, hard. It's really hard. It's hard. So I'll post that to, so, because, um, this is something that there's a meme that I'm going to, I'll post to because it's funny and it's something like, uh, where a counselor is talking to a client and the, client the client says I just don't feel like I should have to tell people what I need all the time (laughs) and the counselor is like and how has that been working for you and the picture is like the possum laying on its side like (laughs) with its mouth open like oh it hurt it you know because we're taught these kind of fallacies that if people really cared and really knew us they They would would just just know right they would just do it um but that's not reality at all. That's not no. the key to sustainable, meaningful relationships. No. It is communication and it is being direct about what you need. Yes. And I will tell you right now, sometimes Brooke and I even need to do that. And this is even more than I know, Derek, I feel like Brooke and I are connected into what we need. And we have had these conversations mm-hmm. about like, hey, I'm feeling this. What, what, is there something, you know, going on with you or, you know, we right. feel different energies, but, um, you still have to add, even if you can be as close to someone as you can be, you, you still need to be able to ask them and have that open conversation. And it, mm-hmm. it just, it's just that it's just a conversation for sure. Yeah. You know, very yeah. neutral, mm-hmm. just come to them with like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. Or this is what I just have some questions. Do you want to talk about this? Or can we right. talk about this? You know? Yeah. I, I love all of those things. I love yeah. all I, I know some of those words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so far, uh, to recap, educate yourself. So maybe you have a friend that's struggling with depression. Maybe you have a friend that's suffering a loss. Maybe um, someone's loved one is sick. Someone's going through a divorce. Someone's bad breakup. You're not a robot if you need to Google that. Read forums. Educate yourself on the language that's used Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you're going to retain it. Yeah. And – other I, I take notes on shit like that all oh, the time. Yeah. Take notes. You're not, you do, you do not feel stupid about that. Right. You are a human being and we only have so much in our short term slash long term yeah. memories. On the ask, but also don't just ask. So I put just do something. Yeah. Like 
the worst case scenario, they're going to throw it away. So they're not going to be mad if something shows up on their doorstep, um, a coffee, a gift card, flowers, a handwritten note. You know, you don't have to have that conversation in order to just do the thing and allow them that private moment. And then when they're ready to reach out to say like, hey, that was meaningful, they can. That Mm -hmm. way they don't feel pressure on the spot to be like, you really don't have to. Oh, Oh, that means so much. Just like, thank you. Yeah. Do an act of kindness, uh, secretly. Yes. (laughs) I like that. Did we kind of cover most of it? I've got a couple other things that I think we'll, no, I I was just making sure cut that out. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I just noted too, it's important, and you said this sort of like right in the beginning, but it's really important to be aware of your own discomfort mm-hmm. when you are both trying to give and receive. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really painful to see the people that you love suffer. Yes. So reflecting on that and giving that space and knowing you're having a hard time too whenever you're watching someone suffer, mm-hmm. because sometimes if that goes unchecked, it can be uh, you wanting to fix the problem because you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Because you don't want to get into that headspace where you try to fix it or you feel like there was resolution at the end of a conversation and you're yeah. like, or the goal is not to make them feel better. The goal is to sit, offer genuine support. Sit with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So just being aware, like, hey, am I trying to, to squash this or am I trying to get, you know, a mm-hmm. smile just so I can sleep at night? Yeah, so I feel like... <sighs> Did my right. job by right, yeah. that's, and that Check is really it hard. Rest. It is because that's <laughs> like we're programmed to do that as people. Mm-hmm. See a problem, we fix it. Right. Not every emotion is a call to action. You know, you can have a feeling of discomfort and not have to get rid of it because that also puts pressure on the other person to feel like they have to say, "Thanks, oh, okay. I feel so much better. Yeah. I'm totally fine now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay and just to to leave it as it is." Yeah. But it's, yeah, you don't, you don't have to fix it and continue on. It's still helpful and has worth if Mm -hmm. you just sit with them and maybe lighten the load just a little bit. They might not tell you that, but they might walk away going, okay, I feel better because this person understands or knows or Mm -hmm. asked me about this or that went really well. Let's see. I wrote down validation, validation, validation. Mm -hmm. You can never go wrong with that. Yeah. Letting the person know that you hear them and not only that you hear them, but you believe them. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've been talking with my clients a lot about lately. Cause I think that especially in my marriage, we get tangled up in this. I don't understand it because I don't experience yeah. it. And therefore I want to talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why you feel that way. Why don't you blah, blah, blah. When you get caught up in that loop, remember it's, you don't have to understand to believe the person's experience. Yeah. Just because you've never had a depressive episode doesn't mean that you can't believe that your friend can't get off the couch. Yeah. Just believe them. Mm-hmm. They're saying it for a reason. Absolutely. Or doing it for a reason. Bottom line, man. You know. The last thing that I wrote down was don't give up on them. You know, mm-hmm. if, you're give, if you're giving support. I think we need to talk That's a little more about smart. receiving support, too. Or uh, like Megan said, telling the person that uh, – that's what they're help. doing isn't working. So yes. let's get to I think that. that's that's what I was like okay. making sure that we covered that part too because yeah, I think that's r- about so that. important. Yeah. It's part of like receiving the support, but mm-hmm. receiving support uh, I guess receiving not the correct support that you need in in where where you're at. Yeah. And how to tell someone that without yes. crushing them or I mean maybe you could crush them whatever you want to do. You're not going to do it perfect every time and it's okay. No. Hey, real quick, it was don't give up. 
when you're giving support because the other person may already feel worried about being a burden. Mm -hmm. So one thing that you can do is be consistent. Yes. Don't forget about them. It's very smart. No, continue to reach out. I love that. Yeah. Love that. So receiving the wrong kind of support for you and how to correct that. How do you respond to the wrong type of support? Mm -hmm. Like I will say when I receive support, when I receive like the fix it support. So Derek's a big fixer Mm -hmm. and this is something that we've worked on for a good amount of years and now has been slowly resolved, but it did take a while. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just something that we had to keep having conversations about. And I would say right now, I don't want you to fix it. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of, so that's, that's when you're running into the fix it situation and I just want to bitch about it. Or I just want you to go like that fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. That's shitty. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that that happened to you today. Mm -hmm. But hearing here, we can fix it. Sometimes what that does is it jumps my anxiety through the fucking roof. Mm -hmm. Because you feel like you have to jump on that train and And try to fix it. You have to, you have to do Mm -hmm. now. And that, that is exactly what I don't want in that moment. And so we've had that conversation. So even though you might have that conversation once where you're like, that's not helpful. I don't want this in this moment. This is what I, I would like and need. And they might change on the motion, the moment, and it might not feel good at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't they just fucking get this? But eventually it does. Like you'll see it manifest. Like I see it slowly. I see him stop and pause and not fucking say, what if you, how about like what would well, happen have you if you thought about this? Yeah. And when he says, he just says that the, I'm, I'm sorry that that sucks mm-hmm. or I can tell that's really bothering. Yeah. You. I hate when that happens. And then you're like, finally, you. this Thank work you. is worth it. I've had the same experience uh-huh. with Nick because he is, he is also a fixer. Yeah. And so I did the same thing that down. Sometimes I don't need you to just fix it. I need you to validate me, mm-hmm. like actually step into my experience and imagine what it would be like if you were feeling that Yeah. without, you know, any other context other than yes. you are feeling this. And I think that's a very masculine thing, mm-hmm. whether it's in your romantic relationships or like friend relationships mm-hmm. with between women and men. I think it's sometimes it's really hard. We, some, I, I really do believe in a lot of instances we speak different languages Sure, and it's about bridging those gaps and figuring out what, and coming together and figuring out what each other needs. Yeah. And if you can't tell, um, I am much more skilled at giving support than receiving it because I keep coming back to giving support. <laughs> you're very good at giving support. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about how to correct it. Um, but when you're giving support, sometimes a really good thing to ask is, do you need this or do you need that? Mm-hmm. So if someone texts, and this might be, you know, if Rachel texts me and she says, which happens a lot, we do this to each other. It's, I'm so pissed off right now. And then this happened and it's okay to say something like, are you feeling like you just need to vent right now? Uh, yeah. Or do you, do you need help finding a solution? Do you need to brainstorm about this? Because sometimes, and this is going to confuse you too. Sometimes it's helpful to hear about solutions. It's it's helpful yeah. to hear from someone it that's is, not emotionally dysregulated. Yeah. Like, are you feeling like you need me to help you take an action? Yeah. Or are you feeling like... We need to sit with this for a little bit. Right. Or do you want to just vent it and get it out, regurgitate mm-hmm. into the world, and then just feel better? Right. 
And that might sound really weird yeah. to hear you say because, again, there's the fallacy that, like, they should just know how to respond. No, it's a fucking lie. No, that's Once not they how... know what you need, they can genuinely respond in that way. And help help you. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes that's what my clients need. They'll talk and, and I'll say something like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if, if we're in a moment where we need to really sit with this or if maybe we need to go into problem-solving mode. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me and they'll be like, I just don't think that there's really anything that can be done. I'm just like really sad. And then I know, or if they're like, I just, I just really want to talk about my options. Boom. Yeah. Let's lay out the options. Let me help you. Let me be a dry erase board for you. And I'll bounce. You can bounce things off of me. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And sometimes I think, no, I lost it. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Don't you hate when you're in the middle of a thought like that? I do it in session all the time. And I'm like, that makes me sound like I'm just blowing smoke out my asshole. There yeah. was a legitimate point there and it just blew away in the middle. It's gone. It was it's there gone. for a second. And then I was like, hold it, hold it, hold it. And I went to talk and I was like, Bleh. <laughs> you went to talk and it was like, <laughs> uh, so when you're receiving support that isn't helpful to you, let's do another example of that. Hmm. Uh, the fixing is like the biggest one that I can think of because it's something that I've worked so so long on so so I have an example of a way that you could say it that maybe if you don't feel comfortable saying to a friend what you would say to Derek like hey I really need you to just listen right now especially if you've never had that conversation before Mm -hmm. with a friend something you can say is I want you to know I really appreciate and I need your support right now and something I've learned about myself is that sometimes I shut down whenever I feel like people are trying to fix it. Yes. So talk about your, how it's impacting you. I just noticed that when people offer, try to offer me solutions or get me to look at the bright side, I totally shut down and it's much more helpful when the person just tries to understand my feelings. Mm -hmm. And you can also identify that it can be certain people that you're super sensitive to what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. Like when we were going through our loss, I had someone that would, text and say just tell me you're okay Mm. no (laughs) I'm 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 not um and what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) and then it was like I just I just really needed to come here and give you a hug and I'm just like that sounds fucking terrible to me (laughs) but I'm doing this after all for you (laughs) yeah it, it very much became about them and I think that you know being conscious of that and during your support, well, no, I was talking about receiving support, but I was, I cannot talk to that person about what I need from them because I basically want nothing. <laughs> exactly. That's a really I want nothing. Point. And it's not some, it's not I a conversation that. that I want to have with them. And it's not a conversation that I know will land well with this mm-hmm. person. So it's something that I just have to let roll off my back as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And vent to the people that I know understand it. So two parts to that. One part of receiving support is you really have to take time to learn what it is that you need Mm -hmm. before really you can effectively communicate that to other other people. people. Like, so Mm -hmm. you're going to stumble along the way and that's fine, but eventually you'll learn. So remember a big part of it is what do I need? What would feel good in this moment? And it's okay if you don't know. Mm -hmm. And the second, I love that you said that. The second part is not everyone's going to be able to give you what you need. Mm-mm. And so if you, if you notice that you're trying and this person just continues to give you 
poor support, stop trying with them. Yeah, I don't look for support from this Don't person. look for support from them. They're just not able to give you what you need. So really fine-tune and hone in on the people that you really want to work on that communication yes. with because you don't have to get what you need from everyone. No, and you also you don't go farther into a hole from, from whatever person that mm-hmm. does not give you the correct supports and actually is doing more harm than good. Right. Avoid that person. <laughs> like the plague. Okay, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know, Derek. What do you, you, you've been listening. Do you feel like we covered it all? What are your thoughts? You have that bullshit look on your face. Hi, Derek. Oh. Hi, Derek. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a um, sexy radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> Something that kind of goes into, it, it goes into giving support and taking support and i don't know how you tell someone that they're doing this but mm-hmm. rachel showed me a youtube video a while ago and always this always made sense to me is sympathy yeah. sympathy versus empathy mm-hmm. and not understanding that sympathy is like i can't remember the exact and Looking this may be this, 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 this honestly yeah. you guys yeah. could probably do a whole 15 minute segment on but under understanding the difference between sympathy and empathy mm-hmm. because it's it's very important I know exactly the video you're talking about, and I'll post it on the Instagram. It's the Brene Brown video. Yes, and it's about, you know, the person throwing down a ladder to get the The person out for sympathy. If it's sympathy, you're seeing someone down in a hole, and you're like, oh, my God, that looks like it sucks. Here's a blanket. Yeah. Like, and then empathy is climbing down into the hole and sitting next to them. Yeah. Absolutely, it's harder. Not just in work, but in actually, you're going to be putting yourself through that. Derek said that's harder and not just in work. Yes. And, and get, what, what did I say? I don't uh, even know. <laughs> did you lose it too? Yeah, I lost it already. I think it ended uh, with putting yourself through that. But yeah, yeah. it's actually physically feeling, you're trying to actually physically feel their pain, mm-hmm. which is, sounds terrible. Like, yeah. Why would you want to feel more pain? Yeah. And yeah, and that comes from someone who is very analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that he needs the more concrete type of things and I think visuals really help people with with understanding this kind of topic so mm-hmm. I think that that video will be really good we show it to our kids yeah at my work we, the kids that I work with mm-hmm. or if there is a um uh Instagram post or a, a person that you follow that mm-hmm. posted a video that really hit home to you and you want other people to know how you feel send that to them yeah hey, that takes some of the emotional labor off of you if you're yeah. trying to help your friends connect with what's going on with you, send them that post. Like this Absolutely. really hit me hard. You and I have do that yeah. all the time, especially with your grief. Yeah. You sending me those posts um, that are specifically grief related has given me a, a completely different lens and has really helped me like climb down in that hole and sit next to you. Yeah. So it doesn't even have to be you coming up with all of this new language and this reinventing the wheel. Um, look for someone who regurgitates it for right, you, <laughs> who is paid to, to say professionally these things do this. And, and professionally do these yeah. things and send it to the people that you love and be like, this really spoke to me. Like I, I have a hard time putting things into words, but this is what's going on. Yeah. And sometimes this is what I need. Yeah. And I, I also felt that way. So I will do that still some, some different either posts. I'm mostly doing, I only do it on Instagram, but, um, some different types of posts or, um, one of my turn handles like, that, mm-hmm. that I really love, or I see something that like a quote that really hits me or this feeling I'm like, this is where I'm at right now. And I'm comfortable put, putting that onto my story mm-hmm. on Instagram and saying like, you know, 
yeah, I'm still, I'm still grieving. And Mm -hmm. you know, this is, this is where I'm at. I don't, I don't want sympathy. I don't want whatever. This is just, this is where I'm at. And I'm going to tell my, my Mm -hmm. story or my, you know, where, where I sit with this. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm still here. You know, pay attention to your friends, Instagram stories. If you notice that they're posting stuff like that, it might help you understand how they're feeling. Yeah. I think it'd be a good idea to uh, make a post linking some of the accounts that we really like because something that I did and I tell all my clients to do, and if you don't want to do it with your main Instagram account, make a new profile Mm -hmm. and only follow things that are healing for you. Yes. Because when you mindlessly scroll and you want a different outlet or you want to learn something, you know, that's going to benefit you, go to that other account and and soak that shit up like a sponge Mm -hmm. when you're constantly being inundated by those that those um, verbal expressions or those ideas that mental health professionals are putting out on there, yeah. you know, grief specialists are putting out on there, depression specialists, whatever. Um, it's going to start to sink in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It has really, really helped. And I didn't even know that corner of social media existed. I thought it was just, Hey, look at me. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, it has really done a 180. And turned into like people have used this platform for so many good things, yes. but you also have to look for it. And you're going to learn that discernment, just like you're going to mm-hmm. learn what feels good to you and what doesn't. Same with these accounts that, you know, you, you will connect with some more than others. And just because they're a respected clinician, if something they say doesn't resonate with you, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Yeah. It just means that that doesn't fit your mold that yes. you need right now or your whatever you're needing. So mm-hmm. you move along. Mm-hmm. and find something else that works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other quick examples we could give that would be, because I think when people are starting out, they like to hear brief examples. Of how to tell someone that they're not. Yeah. Let's start an example of how to communicate that to someone. So we've said, hey, I love, I, I want and need your support. And something I've learned about myself is that when I hear someone trying to fix it, I shut down. And what I need more is for someone to like be curious about my feelings and ask mm-hmm. me about my experience. Or I just really need someone to tell me that they love me. Yeah. Um, or I just need someone to let me know that they're there. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's a big one. And I, I, one thing that I will ask Derek a lot is, because what really makes me feel good when I'm having high anxiety is like, um, like pressure on my body. Mm-hmm. That sounds really weird, but it, no. it comes out in like a foot and leg massage mm-hmm. or like the deep tissue pressure, I guess. That's not weird at it's all. It's not weird. It's definitely, yeah. it's a, it's for sure a therapy thing and it works with, um, people who are dysregulated a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, so I just kind of put it into my own practice. But asking him, I'm like, hey, I just, I really, I know that this is not something you want to do right Mm -hmm. now. I really need this from you right now. Can you please help me? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's another one. If, if physical touch is what I need in that moment, Mm -hmm. that is what I will ask for. Yeah. Yeah. And, or if like, you know, the support you need is maybe like an active service, like, hey, I really need help with this thing. Mm -hmm. Or it would really be a big deal for me if you just did the dishes or, Ran you know, this errand. Yeah, ran this errand. Or if you, I don't even know. I'm talking, I'm thinking about friends, like instances with friends, because I, all I can think of is like significant other, because I can and tell Derek to do things. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I mean, Rachel and I aren't experts. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm saying these things, and these are things that I probably need to work on as well. Oh, yeah. Because I yeah. have a really hard time asking my friends. Right. 
or telling my friends what I need. It's hard. It's, it's this is fucking hard. Yep. Yeah. So, you can be as educated as, you know, as I'll get out with, with these types of things. And it's just hard to fucking put in practice because mm-hmm. you feel like you're swimming upstream. Mm-hmm. The more you do this work, the more you will realize that it will curate the people around you and the support that you get. And yes. that is what makes it all worth it. So if you decide that you really want to work on X thing, Eventually, the people that don't give you the support the way that you need to aren't going to be on the forefront. They of go bye bye. <laughs> they go to bye bye. Yes, it, it's like um, and that's okay, right? And it totally is okay. And it's yeah, it's healthy for your friend groups to change. Mm-hmm. If you feel I, like you are changing, if you guys feel like we missed something or you need us to elaborate on something a little bit more, uh, email us. Yeah. Email us specific questions. Say hey. You uh, said this, but my, yeah. what does that look like? Or yeah. my mom always does this. Mm-hmm. How would you respond to her? If you need help with that language, we would love to help you with that until you feel more comfortable. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the newspaper is like? Ask Anne. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that bitch? Anne. Ask Anne. Anne. You know. You know that that newspaper bitch. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's a Dear Abby situation. It's I... a Dear. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's 11 o'clock. We need to get I'm the fucking fuck tired. Out of here. Derek left. He wants yeah, me Leo's gone. Leo's dying. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all for today. Was he talking to Leo? I don't know, but you guys can definitely hear in the yeah, audio. Yeah, for sure. So, You're sorry. getting up close and personal with us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're done for today. Don't forget to like and or review and subscribe. What the fuck? Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, bitch. <laughs> God, give us fucking reviews. <laughs> bitch. You might get our trash if we save up for it. Don't stop saying that. <laughs> it's a joke. You're not getting our trash. Follow us on Instagram. Probably find pod. Follow us on TikTok. Probably find pod. Send us your shame stories. Not exclusively period stories, but anything else. Anything. Oh, wait. I love the poop stories. Right. I love the period stories. I think I just love all shame stories, so yes. I'm fine. Yes. We love you. We love you. We love you. Rachel's going to go rock her baby back. Yeah. Sorry. It was a real rocky ending. <laughs> okay. He just started screaming his face off. All right. So. Fuck off. See you in the new year. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Yeah, have a good new year. You don't have to do anything different. Bye. Right. Bye. Look at her name. Jennifer Toof. (laughs) Jennifer Toof. But what name do you put with Toof that isn't funny? (laughs) Jennifer Toof. Flavor of love. (laughs) Nipples with a Z. (laughs) Remember like dat? Nibbles. (laughs) (laughs) Nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Did you watch Charm School? A little bit. I really liked that. Yeah. I loved really. her. Remember when she's like praying in front of her and she's like, dear God, please don't let me beat this bitch's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is this is a hole I could fall down. We're doing it. Yeah. This is it. We're, We're yeah, in you're it. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It got away from me. Kisses for Ben. <laughs> right, Derek? I, I know that one. <laughs> I'm in. I'm hip and I'm cool. Make your numbers. Do a ton of test circles and I bet that. Oh, we are the first one. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Or should we be proud of that? Yeah. 
do people do that? We need to hack the algorithm, Derek. I know. Figure out how to. That's how I feel. I'm hack like, the algorithm. Wait, how do we get hack the algorithm to put us yeah, up to the top? We're trying to we do this the old so fashioned hard. We're going way. from the bottom up. We need to go from the top down. We need to cheat. Is what <laughs> we need to do. We need to play dirty. That's what Hollywood does. Should we like slip a nipple out in one of the TikToks? <laughs> gonna have to be your nipple it's <laughs> <That was> fine <laughs> Derek's nipple <laughs> just shave it and then we'll say it's one of ours <laughs> no don't and we'll be like who's nipple <laughs> you gotta guess we'll send you our trash fuck these couches right in the ass are you hurting yeah I'm always hurting on these couches <laughs> Been bitching to Derek about it for two years. <laughs> we need this podcast to go viral. So Rachel and Derek can get a couch. better couch. Fuck. So it should White be potatoes ma- should are be a nightshade vegetable. Look at you. <laughs> you smart little bitch. I thought you were talking about reds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I couldn't. Okay, do that again. Do that again. Blink, 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 blink,